Hey everyone, thanks for joining me. This is Mike from Captov. Today or this week, my podcast is tackling the question, why or how did the pagan pagan uh, materialists uh, take over and why are they running the show? Uh, it seems though we've ended up in a society that is being driven by, um, by a, a worship of the natural world or the material world. Uh, which has has led to you know the, a, a new religion from what I can see um, that is worshiping the the data that the material world brings back to us. Uh, so let's tackle this one. Uh, maybe I'm being controversial. Well, I am being slightly controversial, but let's see how it goes. So let's get started. So let's uh, start with some terminology here uh, to get things going. Uh, first off, materialism. What do I what do I mean by that? I mean, uh, uh, what I mean by materialism is a view of the world that the only things that matter or the only things that are real are those things that we can observe with our five senses or the senses that we have as human beings. These are the only real things that matter or, or exist. Uh, so that's a material view of the world. Now, paganism means it can mean lots of things. It can mean just, oh, hey, you're not part of a standard traditional church or faith group. So here's how I'm using paganism here. I'm using this to describe the worship of our observations of the natural world. Um, you know, or you could extend it from there into being a worship of the natural world, uh, which is very much classic paganism. Uh, we've just kind of taken it and turned it into, in my opinion, the data we get back from our observations um, that then becomes, you know, it's we turn our, the results of our scientific endeavors into scriptures. So, you know, we find that, you know, here was a study done. It said this. So now this is the right thing to do. Um, everything that you were doing before is wrong. And now move on into this next sort of way of behaving. Uh, so, okay, there's my basic terminology, paganism, materialism. I've talked about science here, and I want to be careful. I don't want to give anybody the impression that I hate science. I do not. In fact, I think science is very important. We need more of it. Uh, it's simply a matter of what I'm looking at here is is how we use it, um, how we use it um, to uh, to turn it into a moral imperative or moral or normative rules for humans. That science is now uh, has this. Um, you know, new license or to dictate the normative rules for for, for humans. Uh, you, you know, which in my mind is stepping way past the boundary of what it is meant for. Um, it should be there for us to look at and understand, but we should always be able to question anything that comes back from the world of science. It's not sacrosanct. It's not scripture. It's just an observation of the natural world. So there we have it. Now, Let's go on now. Let's continue on here. I want to talk about the problem, the problem um, as I see it. And so first off, the first, the first challenge we have here when we start talking about this is that you cannot measure human values. So when I say human value, good or bad, if we were to judge things as good or bad, those are values. Uh, justice. Um, there's another one, for example. All of these things are, are values that only makes sense to human beings. You will not be able to find an objective uh, version of, of any of these things. Trust, um, honesty, any of them, they only make sense to a human being. And that you'll never find it in the natural world. Um, 
given this, um, you know, again, this is sort of a materialist view, um, you know, the, the, because you can't measure it or you can't see it, it doesn't, it therefore does not exist. Uh, so it's really just up in our minds. Um, what we need are simplified rules that, um, that try to skirt the, skirt the question of value driven behavior, right. For, 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 for science or for the dictates that it presents, um, you know, so that, um, so that it can still enforce rules, but, but, but not acknowledge the fact that these things are real. So trust is real or good or bad. These notions, these things that we believe in as human beings are very real to us, but they're just not observable in, in the, in the world. So what you'll end up with is, uh, you know, very, um, let's see, it's, it's either, um, versions of justice that are mathematical. So let's say I want to look at two groups and say, is there justice? You know, they'll boil it down to the material things that you can measure between those two groups and say, well, is there an imbalance? And if there's an imbalance, surely that means there's, there's something not just about this situation. Um, so again, so this is, this is a world that, or this is a view, view of the world um, that is trying to pretend that their values do, that there are no values, that these things do not exist, yet they're using their own version of a value because by choosing some something to measure that, you, let's say in this instance, you're going to say uh, determines right, you know, whether there's justice or equivalency between two groups, and somehow measuring this data is going to say that it is true, true or not. And, um, you know, this is obviously not going to work. Right. And, and it's a it's a bit of a shell game to try to to try to use science in a way um, that that is meant to enforce someone's normative view of society and how it should behave. And it's done in a way that does not allow for discussion about it. It doesn't allow for a conversation about is this for the greater good for humans? It's simply asserted as a truth, an unquestionable truth. And by the way, if you question that truth, people will throw shade on you. And, and because you're not conforming, you're not believing in science, um, you know, so any questioning of it is, it totally makes you an unacceptable person, right, in their minds. Um, so, yeah, so there's, there's one of the challenges. So we can't measure these human values uh, and science won't acknowledge them, but they try to use, they try to invent their own. Or so not them. I don't. I want to pick on scientists. I think more on politicians or people who are taking advantage of the scientific endeavors to try to try to advance their advance their um, you know initiatives or what it is they're trying to do with the world, like their view of what the world should be, and they're using it in a way that tells people that no, you know, good and bad. You, you have no idea what this is. It's they don't exist. You know, it's all just sort of material world. And, you know, we know best how to measure this. And so here it is. We've done our science. And now go away and do what we tell you. <laughs> now, let's keep going here. So so what we've done, as we're building up here, is we're, we're trying to pretend that we are all data-driven, that, that we're making our decisions based on real data and that we know what to measure. Uh, and then and then in it, what we end up doing, and what this is what science does, and, and it's, it's gosh, you know, it, it looks for correlation. Right. And at the end of the day, that is what you end up looking for. Um, you look for something that happens. You know, if when this happens, this happens afterwards. It's an observation. Um, now, what we want to think of is, is that correlation causation or not? 
So in other words, did this cause, did this thing that there's correlation for, did it actually cause uh, this, you know, this result, right? So, um, so, so with it, right, you've got, you end up um, turning, turning things that are really, that could be simply correlations, like they happen to happen at the same time, but they may not be one causing the other. Um, so, so when this, with this, if, um, when, when people don't agree with it, uh, the, the tactic is simply to throw scorn on them, say they're wearing a tinfoil hat or whatever, um, and then turn this correlation into a new rule, right? So now we've got our new normative for, uh, new rule, rule based on some correlation that somebody picked up. Uh, and then when this changes um, or it is disproven, we all just pretend that it didn't happen and move on. Nope, oh, that's not true, um, you know. Or or just pretend that the uh, the you know the um, the error was not made and we just move on with a new set of facts and say yes, now we know the truth. So, I mean, this is all this is all big mess in my opinion. I mean, in my opinion. So, like material at the end of the day, material is just not the point. And in fact, you know, um, really our observations of the outside world and what we think of our material world has a lot to do with our perception of it. And most of this is in our, in our mind and in our brain and our observation, um, in our spirit, right? Uh, so, so but, but here we are, we've been conditioned to believe in this farce. And anyone speaking of spirit or soul is treated as sort of antiquated, spooky, dangerous, uh, but but the problem is we're being led by people who are just observing the things that we can observe as humans. The trouble with this is what we observe may simply not be reality. Uh, a quick example on that is quantum entanglement, right? Where you have, you know, um, you know, you know, or, or, um, you know, atoms around the world or around the universe are all connected, directly connected somehow. Nobody really understands how or why, but there they are. They're all connected. Like directly connected. Uh, it's not a matter of time to connect them. They're directly connected. Um, as soon as you change something in one, the the um, the other connected atoms they all they all show the same change. So the point of this is is that there's something that we can't see, but we're not so we're unable to observe it. So, but the trouble is we we're basing our reality on the things that we can simply observe. And the and the rea and the thing is this is just our reality and it's our interpretation of a universe. Um, that is incomplete. It's fundamentally incomplete. Um, that, you know, look at it's got some simple examples of, of where we where we take this. Or we, we 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 kind of end up in a mo mode where um, you know where sometimes this material um, this this worship of the material view or the material science um, becomes something that that gets co opted by by various groups. Is an example of this, of this is like the food guide. Um, and and using this right, using this uh, pagan worship of science, they've used that to market meat products, uh, cheese, dairy, corn, um, all really. This is really a marketing effort, but but they've they co-opted everyone into believing that yeah, this yeah for sure, like this is all very much what you need to be nutritious and to be healthy. Uh, now they've recently been unwinding some of this, and and I do notice that when I when I hear. People in positions of healthcare and nutrition, um, doctors, when they're starting to explain the new the new changes, uh, they become very quiet about the whole change, and, and in some cases, still refuse to believe it. 
you know, I've had conversations with doctors uh, telling me that, well, yeah, yeah, I know they've taken this dairy or reduced dairy in the food guide, but you know, your kids really still need to eat some or have that dairy because you know they need they need the protein, they need the calcium, um, they need all these the vitamin D. Now, when you point out to them that, well, most of these nutrients that you're talking about in the milk, protein aside, um, are actually uh, they're actually additives. They're not. There's not much different than taking a, a vitamin pill. Uh, they they kind of go silent because they know this is true. But still, they're having a hard time unwinding this belief that they used to have that dairy is good for you, and. And so now they're having to square away the fact that, nope, the new scientists, the new pagan scientists have come out and said, nope, now it's not so good for you. And so the, this is a disconnect we're having. And by the way, I'm not trying to be hard on people. This is a disconnect we've created. We've created a, um, a, a culture that just is becoming lost. We're, we're, we're being guided by observations of, of the natural world. But of course, our observations are flawed. And we're going to end up totally lost and changing direction continually if we keep this up. Uh, other examples, if we look at the world of uh, behavioral economics, uh, so, you know, the, the notion that, you know, people are motivated by money, you know, the simple economic man, go back to Adam Smith, uh, and sure enough, you know, give him money, he'll, you know, you, you add more money, you'll, you'll get what you want. Um, now, if you read, uh, I encourage all of you to read Dan Pink Drive, uh, the book is called Drive. Um, sorry, it's Dan Pink is the author. Totally encourage you to read this book because it totally un unwinds all this decades and decades of research that show that for creative or cognitive work, you do that, you're going to get the exact opposite. Uh, behavioral economics is wrong. Uh, but still, nobody wants to talk about that because, you know, you'd have to you'd have to square away the fact that, well, having a meaningful workplace is more important sometimes than money. Um, you know, trying to do things and be getting better at what you do is matters. But for materialists who look at us as meat robots, uh, simply programmable, you know, you know, breathing sort of machines, um, you know, who are take inputs and you get outputs, this will never make sense to them. Yet we still leave these people in control of our society and culture and our companies and our corporations. It makes zero sense. Um, you know, to be honest with you, if you think about it, we, we have these people who are leading us who view humans as meat robots. It, it's very close to psychopathic, sociopathic views of humans. Um, so um, it does concern me that, that this influence is so powerful in our culture and society. So keep let's keep going here. I'm almost done. I'll get off my high horse suit. So, uh, so lastly here, so science is just not a compass, right? So the observations, they're... First off, any observation you make as a human, it's not objective. I mean, if that were the case, you know, it was completely objective and blind, or just out there just observing things and coming back and noticing it, you'd just be you'd be measuring everything, and it's that's silly. You don't do that. People measure things because they got a hunch, right? That's why they do it. Um, now they do go out and try to disprove things, which is awesome. I think that's that's a very important way to approach it. And I think most, and I think all scientists actually are take are, are do things the right way, and they operate in this mode. Um, I actually don't think I don't think many scientists are actually trying to be um, trying to um, you know derail society or turn what they're what they're what they're doing into a pagan religion. I think it's others in special interest groups or government or others who just want to use it to control people. Right? That's I think what it comes down to. 
Um, I'll keep going here. So science, yeah, so it's, they are just observations, right? And so science, it, it's really, and our senses are limited, so we don't see everything. And, you know, causation, you know, really can never be proven in a world where all we see are what we see with our senses. If we already know that, well, gosh, we don't actually see everything that exists, we can never, ever prove causation. You cannot prove that there are not, I don't know, let's say invisible elves controlling things around us. We don't know. I mean, it could, it's, this is silly. I know it's a silly point, but it, you can't disprove that what I just said. Um, it could be entirely true that everything is driven by something as silly as that. Uh, just simply our perception will not pick it up. Uh, finally, I think science is awesome, and I think we should be doing more research, and I think we should leave scientists out of uh, this, or science, I should say, out of the mode of public, um, sort of as a normative a normative compass for people. I think it's information that's there to help people, it makes our society better, it makes uh, you know our lives better. I think our health has improved. I think you know the results of this have you know really helped our society and people. I think uh, beyond that, though, it's not meant to be directional from a uh, normative sense for human behavior. Um, you know, we can't use it, and we can't reduce human beings to material things that just sort of operate on inputs. So with that, that's my little podcast for this week. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and uh, or enjoy the rest of your week. Um, thanks for subscribing. Please listen again sometime. I hope you, you do come back soon. And uh, enjoy your summer. It's starting now for me. Take care, all. Bye-bye.